Legit, does she work for Scrooge? How would she like to work for the unemployment line? <laughs> Woo! Heat wave! <laughs> this is my island in, in the sun. sun. Oi, oi! Sir, that right there is a fine gift, but I gotta warn you, this is a Mogcast. What's a what's a Mogcast? Well, it's like a podcast, but a little bit different. It's not what you're used to. I know it's adorable, and it has big ears and big loving eyes and an adorable voice, but there are some special rules you have to follow if you're going to be buying this here Mogcast. Yeah, yeah, save it. I'll give you $200 for it. All right, hold on there, partner. I know this character wasn't country in the movie Gremlins, but... (laughs) (laughs) We're both doing the Southern guy. I mean, we're both clearly Southern men. Yeah, we're Southern (laughs) gentlemen trying to sling Mogcasts here. I do declare, sir, is that a Mogcast you have there? Uh, I do declare it is, but I do declare also rule number one. This Mogcast, whatever you do, never let what happens between the seamless edits see the light of day. Okay. That's rule number one. Rule number two. I will not be ignoring that rule. (laughs) Good man. Ah, my man. My good man. Rule two. (laughs) You are not to spill water on any laptop or recording equipment around this Mogcast. I cannot make you any promises. I'm very clumsy. (laughs) Yes, yes, you are. (laughs) Rule number three. Do not, under any circumstances, no matter how much they beg, record the Mogcast after midnight. I'm in the habit of taking my meds at 10.30 p.m., so we should be in good standing on that rule. It's never stopped us before. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) A meta and irreverent intro for a meta and irreverent movie. Um, That's right. Greg, just real quick, to prove you watched the movie, could you do an Asian accent for everyone, but don't be racist? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not with that qualifier, I can't. Uh, (laughs) It just had to add stipulations. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to all. That's why we're here. We're taking a brief break from our stressful day at work slash Lord of the Rings trilogy cover to uh, <laughs> to wish you all a Merry Christmas. We're here to talk about um, arguably one of the most classic Christmas movies of all time. Buddy, it's Gremlins. We yes. teased it. We've talked about it. We decided on it on kind of a whim and we're here to talk about the 1984 christmas classic gremlins that greg had never seen before but more on that later so excited to hear your takes oh i'm ready (sighs) i'm 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 excited for christmas man 
I do like Christmas. This one's kind of sucky because it's so wintry outside. It's it got a little too cold for comfort. So yeah, this has been a terrible, awful, no good, very cold Christmas season. I'm used to like 55 degree Christmas like at at like the lowest and here we are freezing. Our water is off currently, so I didn't get to shower this morning. Gross. Yay. And I will be very sniffly this whole time. I yeah, hate Greg winter. Yeah, and Leah have been sick as fuck. Yeah, we've been sick in this house for like two weeks now, and now we can't even shower about it. I'm I'm not happy, but <laughs> enjoy the uh, sniffing noises as I uh, power through it, I guess. Well, I, for one, am loving the cold, uh, mostly because I'm allowed to be inside during it. Um, I like... I like a nice brisk cold as I'm going from my front door to my car. Um, and I like being inside and just knowing that it's really cold outside. As long as I'm not exposed to the elements, I enjoy the cold quite a bit. Um, I'm having a very rare festive Christmas. I, I usually don't get very into it, but uh, I don't know. Something magical has been happening this year to me, Greg. I'm just, I'm just into it. I'm feeling it, man. That explains a lot because this is the least festive I've been for Christmas in like oh. years. I've I'm not into it this year. I don't know what the deal is. I forgot to tell you cuz funny enough Vanessa's not either. Um I actually <sighs> siphoned y'all's Christmas spirit using a, a, a butt pump. I just pumped it right oh. out of your butts and I still <laughs> drank it even though it came from your butts and now I have the Christmas spirit of two people. Because I wanted to give you guys the gift of me enjoying Christmas. This is a very, like, Space Jam adjacent <laughs> uh, <laughs> set of hijinks going on. Santa's secret stuff. It's all you gotta, <laughs> it's all you gotta drink for Christmas cheer. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, we stole Charles Barkley's Christmas spirit. That's interesting. Uh <laughs> You would not believe how much that guy gets into the holidays. <laughs> I've been going crazy. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about it, Chuck? Um, yeah, man. Oh well, we'll we'll open presents. We'll still have a good time. I I at least got to watch one one or two very good Christmas things, including Gremlins. But uh, before we get into Gremlins, Denny, what else you've been watching lately? Any more Christmassy watching... things? I've been watching a lot of pretty cool stuff, man. Pretty much, for the most part, exclusively Christmas. A couple a couple deviations. Um, I've still been on my Bob's Burgers Christmas episode spree. Um, nice. And uh, yesterday I watched every Christmas episode of Boy Meets World. I was surprised there's only like four or five. Um, but I enjoyed them all. Two of them in a row ended with Mr. Feeney reading uh, the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol to everybody. They just went ahead and recycled that ending two years in a row. Like uh, oh, we man. wouldn't notice. And, you know, back then it was kind of hard to rewatch stuff. So we probably didn't notice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of streaming going on back there. Yeah. Um, I also started uh, finally at the recommendation of friends of the show, Joseph Canerad and Chris Boyd. Um, I started Always Sunny. I've actually seen a lot of it. I've just never like sat down and watched it, you know. So I'm I'm enjoying Always Sunny. I'm on season two right now. Finally getting to see the Frank Reynolds origin story. Um, you know, it's it's good stuff. Um, as far as movies go, let's see. Since our last I, episode, 
real quick, I would like to go on record and say I also do recommend that show. So maybe I wasn't yeah. as upfront about it, but Chris and Joseph, we know good TV. Hell yeah. No, Between you guys have never three. steered me wrong, the three of you. Well, there was Synecdoche, but... <laughs> that wasn't me. I'll, I'll go on record again and say I definitely didn't recommend that. All right, so movies. <laughs> What'd you watch, bud? So I had two kind of interesting viewing experiences. I watched two Christmas movies um, with a friend of mine, a friend of the show, Jason Dorish and Lauren Dorish. And... Um, Jason is blind, so we watched with the audio descriptors on. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because apparently he knew someone that thought they were for, like, single parents so they could, like, deal with their kids being crazy <laughs> and <laughs> still understand what's going on. Um, but I found it very oh, soothing. Honestly, it was kind of like a table read of the script while the movie was happening. It would just be like... Um, it would just narrate. It was like watching an audiobook with really, really good voice acting. Um, I even closed my eyes for portions of it just to see what it was like. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, he has pitched to us that me, you, and him record an episode where you and I are blindfolded and we have to watch a movie we've never seen with audio Ooh. subtitles on. And then that, that'd, that'd be cool. On the show. Yeah. I, rec I, I, I would recommend. Be so down. I would like to do that with a Marvel movie so I could. So it would be like, see, the joke here is Loki's standing right behind Thor. <laughs> well, me, me blindfolded and forced to watch a Marvel movie is a fear I have if I'm kidnapped by terrorists. So, <laughs> I don't know. Sounds kind of scary, but... Star yeah, it's just like, yep, Star-Lord just said that. <laughs> this sucks. Star-Lord pretends um, there is jizz all over his spaceship. <laughs> he Drax is being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> anyways, anyways, the movies I watched, I watched Elf, um, which is, you know, a Christmas classic. Uh, I'm a mm -hmm. fan of Mr. Farrell's work. Um, I've seen it a million times. I'm not really going to comment on it too much because who hasn't seen Elf? But uh, it's got some legitimately funny stuff in it. Uh, it gets a little too saccharine at the end for me. Um, but what you going to do? Um, and then I watched another Will Ferrell Christmas movie, Spirited, which I will comment on a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Spirited is uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Christmas Carol retelling musical um, which I was very much like, Ugh, I really want to see my friends tonight, but do we have to watch this fucking new release musical that I know is going to suck dick? Um, but I was, I was putting on a festive hat and, and going anyway, cause I didn't want to be the party pooper. Um, and I ended up actually really, really liking the movie. Um, I, cause like they actually do something creative and original with a Christmas Carol, which like what is more done to death than a Christmas Carol retellings, you know, like, and they actually made that interesting. Um, there was only a yeah. couple of songs that I didn't really like, which is a pretty high batting average for a musical. Um, I thought a lot of it was, was genuinely very funny and it just had some creativity to it. It's not like an out of the park home run or anything, but it was, it was a nice movie. It was a nice movie to watch, Greg. Um, we like nice things here. I also rewatched two movies we've discussed pretty much at length. Uh, 
but friend of the show Colby Shelton hadn't seen either of them and we were both off work so mm. I rewatched everything everywhere all at once it is still a perfect score for me god damn is that movie good um and I rewatched I'm, go ahead I'm due f- I'm due for a rewatch of that one I want to watch it one more time before year's end yeah I think Which I've is... seen it either three or four times this year <laughs> I've got seven days to do it but you know yeah, stuff's dude. going on yeah you yeah it'll a be a th- it'll only be a third watch for me but yeah I need I need to get to it uh, what was the yeah. other rewatch you and Colby did um weird the Al Yankovic story because Colby and I bonded really hard over Weird Al when we were in fifth grade together um Aww, and hell we yeah. both loved both of those movies they're both delightful um and my final inclusion is something i had been putting off watching for years but because of dylan derryberry's wonderful christmas cards last night i finally watched scrooged um starring yeah. bill murray speaking of christmas carol retellings that are actually good and creative someone did it first spirited um scrooged was way better than i was expecting very legitimately funny despite like being made in 1988 and comedy aging poorly I, I i was still laughing at parts it's essentially a bill murray one-man show um except for this uh one singer from the new york dolls who plays a really good ghost of christmas past um and then carol kane is the ghost of christmas present which is fucking awesome um oh greg you'll pop for this the ghost of christmas yet to come in uh spirited is tracy morgan Oh yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's pretty great. Um, sorry, Greg's a Thirty Rock enthusiast, but uh, is he also dressed like a Nazgul ring wraith? Yes, yes <laughs> just is. like the Muppets. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, it's pretty Muppety. Um, no, but Scrooge had some really good practical effects. It was just a movie from back when they actually tried to make movies, um, and that's always fun to watch. I, I think it'll become a Christmas viewing tradition. I got to show it to Vanessa. She was getting dinner with a friend last night. Um, oh. I'd love to show it to you, Greg. I think you'd like it. It's it's a very I think I would too. 80s comedy, awesome, good movie. I was a big fan of Scrooge. I haven't seen it yet, but I also found myself inspired by Dylan's uh, Christmas posts. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think you'll like it, man. You won't regret it if you give it a shot on a Christmas Eve viewing or even a Christmas day. Oh. Well, I have today and tomorrow to figure it out. All right. Uh, are, are you all done? You got all your your viewings discussed? Yep. That's but... everything I've watched. What about you, buddy boy? Much less festive stuff, I do declare. Like I said, I wasn't in the spirit this year too much, but I'll get to the Christmas stuff last First, I watched the 1999 Martin Scorsese film Bringing Out the Dead, starring Nicolas Cage. I want to see that so fucking bad. It was totally on a whim. I was literally, like, on HBO Max, just movies A to Z, see what strikes me. And I got to the B's before I saw that. I was like, yep, it's this. This is a winner. It's good, man. I believe it's one of Cage's favorite roles. He always cites it as some of his best work. He's he's great in it, man. It's just like he's a paramedic that like it basically like doesn't sleep for like three days and you just follow him for those three days. It's it's wild. It's unhinged. It's it's yeah, it's just a cool movie. It's a ton of fun. I think you'll get a kick out of it. 
Cool. Uh, really underrated Scorsese film. I kind of forgot it even existed, but finally watched it. I've like um, never heard of it until I heard Nick Cage like bringing it up as one of his favorite projects he's ever been a part of, and I was like, "Fuck, seriously!" And then this. you look, and then you look it up. You're like, "Why haven't I seen?" This? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Nick Cage Martin Scorsese collab, man. And uh, John Goodman also is in oh, there. Oh shit! I love John Goodman. Everyone loves John Goodman. What a, Patricia like, Arquette's in there. Statement. Okay, it's a, okay. it's it's a good time. It's really good. Um. The other thing I watched is a documentary, Love Antosha. It's I, I threatened to watch it a few weeks ago uh, during Halloween. But it's the the documentary is about Anton Yelchin, the star of Green Room, is in Star Trek and Thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. It's basically just his life starting from when his parents like fled the Soviet Union to move to L.A. to raise him. And like his life, all his work, his movies, like it's a lot of interviews with uh, different actors that he worked with, like Anthony Hopkins, Chris Pine, Kristen Stewart, um, just like everybody kind of looking back on working with him in his life and like their impact on on uh, his impact on them. Uh, it was a really good, it was a really good watch. Very emotional. Um, cool. That he was struggling with uh, cystic fibrosis, which I didn't know. But, um, yeah, you could tell he, he, despite that, he was destined for, like, much, much better things before he tragically passed away in an accident. So, do recommend that one. I think it's on Tubi. Um, if you're interested in his work, you'll really appreciate that, uh, that documentary. Uh, the other thing I watched, even less festive than all of that, Under the Skin. Finally watched it. God. Well, oh my god. A movie that, like, I need to watch it again. It's deeply unsettling. And, like, while I was watching it, I was like, this is fine. This is pretty cool. It's very creative. And then, like, the last 15 minutes or so happen. And the movie ends. And it has just been stuck in my head for the last two weeks or so. Because we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, like, the Mm -hmm. last... Oh, everything about this movie is just living in my brain. Uh, you're a Cronenberg fan. I think you'll really appreciate this movie. Big time, it, yeah. They do... You haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't. Okay. It is... I don't understand how they get so much out of so little. It, I, I don't really know how to explain it or like compare it to other movies without like spoiling it necessarily, but they, they communicate so much emotion without really showing a lot it's show don't tell like there's barely any dialogue it's it's fascinating i think cool i think you'd really enjoy it and i'm dying to watch it again um so festive things things i watch that are festive these are the christmas specials christmas magic we we watched the polar express the other night which is my wife's favorite christmas movie how does it hold up i don't remember liking it uh, I didn't see it until we had met. So I think I watched it for the first time two years ago for Christmas. It's not my thing. And, you know, that... <laughs> we have to speak politically because Leah will listen. Yes, exactly. Um, some of the animation doesn't necessarily hold up. It's a little bit uncanny valley. There's not a lot of life in those eyes, man. It's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but you know it's fine it is a very strange but festive film so she likes it i'm never gonna hate watching it um, it was one of my favorite books growing up. My mom would always read me that book around Christmas time, and I really liked it. But the movie—I forgot it was a book. Tom Hanks I can for... only get us so far. I think he wanted to do every single role, but they didn't—they decided not to, which is which is good. They still yeah, did like six. For, that's just for Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers, okay? <laughs> that's right. Uh the clumps express um <laughs> the other christmas specials i watched for tv abbott elementary had a good holiday episode hey there was a special murderville episode release for Ooh. christmas who killed Ooh. santa claus it was just under an hour jason bateman is uh joining will arnett to solve the murder oh, of santa shit. claus i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch that there's other people that come in. That's all I'm gonna say. Some cool. new faces come in and some old faces. It's a it's it's a ton of fun. We were laughing our asses off the whole time. Um, and the other one that I kind of I thought you would bring up, but the newest Bob's Burger Christmas episode. Oh yeah, that one was really good. Like Dude, I like Vanessa all their Christmas and I were, like, episodes. Crying, we're crying yeah. at the end of it. Like all all their Christmas episodes are good. And, like, a good laugh and everything. And then this most recent one that just came out, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I didn't realize, like, how much I felt about this little family of <laughs> burger restaurant owners. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. I was feeling stuff. It was great. Too, I man. really liked it. Was, it was, the finale was beautiful. Like, beautifully done. Uh, I was such a big fan of it, man. Oh, yeah. It was great. I'm so happy. I'll watch yeah. it again. <laughs> it's like they're in what thirteen seasons? Is that what we're on now with Bob's thirteen? I want to say, yeah, I think that's about right. It's like their only very special episode, you know, like the only like, wait a minute, I know we have a lot of fun on this show, but we're gonna take something seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they nailed it, man. They they just out of the park home run on that. It was so good. Absolutely. All right, we've jawed around. We've discussed Christmas. We've been festive. You ready to get into the reason for the season? Dun, which is Gremlins. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, here's what you came here for. The 1984 classic that you can find on HBO Max. It's Gremlins, people. Definitively a Christmas movie. Here, here. What a treat. What a picture. So, what a picture. I'll, I'll start by saying I, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I have not seen Gremlins before, before watching it this week. This is one of my wife's favorite movies. She really likes it. She was very excited to watch this with me. Cool. I'm not someone, I've said this a few times, but my parents aren't really like movie people necessarily. They're more TV folks. So like 80s hit movies and like pop culture from the 80s is just like completely lost on me like i I'm slowly teaching him people don't worry i'm slowly teaching him we're getting there it's just like a lot of stuff i just never watched before because it just wasn't part of growing up so I don't, i'm not nostalgic for it at all 
And then sometimes I'll, you know, finally cave and watch the, you know, something that I as apparently I'm a less of a person for having not seen it. And then I watch yes. it and it sucks. Uh, the Goonies. So <laughs> Vanessa hated the Goonies too. She didn't grow up on it. Exactly. So I'm happy to say that much like Back to the Future, this little dip into 80s nostalgia was an absolute treat for me so yeah this was a great movie i was really happy it lived up to the hype i would say exceeded the hype yep it's a better movie than it gets credit for and everybody loves it so that's saying something and you told me that gremlins 2 is something i would like even more so i'm looking forward to watching that very soon gremlins 2 like, if you thought Gremlins 1 was an irreverent shit show, just wait till you see Gremlins 2. <laughs> like, it was made five years after studios were begging Joe Dante to come back and make it, and he was like, fine, but you have to let me, like, basically ruin the whole movie, and uh, I get to shit on Hollywood the entire time. And they were like, yeah, okay, we're gonna let you do that, have a bunch of money. And he was like, no fucking way, okay, I'll make it. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. No, that's exciting. Uh, what's your relationship with Gremlins? I don't. I don't remember the first time I saw it. I remember uh, one year on Christmas, Vanessa was sick, um, and I ditched the third family Christmas party because I was married and I wasn't going to do three different Christmases on Christmas Day anymore. And it was a lot of controversy in the family. But Jesus fucking Christ, people. Um, <laughs> so you can't start the third Christmas party at 6 p.m. on Christmas Day. I'm sorry. You, just <laughs> you cannot can't. start there. <laughs> I'm not going to it. I've already been to two Christmases at that point. I want to go home. Um, so, but Vanessa was sick, and despite being sick, she stayed up really late making cookies. Mm. So I had gotten myself a really strong Belgian Christmas beer. Um, it was a Delirium Noel. I still have the bottle. And I got drunk alone and watched Gremlins. And for a long time, it was my favorite Christmas memory I had ever had. Oh my <laughs> um, I gosh. was just like, this is the fucking life. This is awesome. Um, a couple years later, Vanessa and I were hanging out with uh, our friend Kadeem. And we were trying to figure out which Christmas movie to watch. I suggested Gremlins, and they beat me two to one for Love Actually. Um, Ooh, ouchies. As soon as it ended, I paused it during the credits and was like, okay, so you guys think that was better than Gremlins? And they were like, <laughs> yes. And I was just like, I guess we're going to have to have this conversation. <clears throat> okay. I'd like to start with saying that um, writing six half-finished stories and having all the characters meet at an airport at the end does not count as good screenwriting. I'm sorry, you have to finish your mildly interesting half-finished stories for me to give a shit. No one would care about any of this if they weren't celebrities playing the roles. Um, and just, you hmm. know, had to had to eviscerate Love Actually um vanessa was a little defensive and felt the need to defend love actually and me and vanessa actually got in a for real serious fight about this <laughs> like we oh were like God. hurting each other's feelings um and vanessa admitted a few days later 
that she was just arguing for the sake of arguing and didn't actually think love actually could hold its own against gremlins and i was like you let that get fucking serious like (laughs) when you knew (laughs) you were just arguing to be devil's advocate that was a bad faith argument (laughs) so so it's a funny what i'm hearing is what i'm hearing is if we had all just watched gremlins life would be better yes yes um but it's now uh it's now a funny thing we'll look back on like gremlins will come up and i'll be like gremlins which is better than love actually right vanessa (laughs) yeah gremlins is much better than love actually i admit it (laughs) (laughs) um you can't have love actually things got Uh, real but i love gremlins enough to fight my wife about it apparently (laughs) I'm not saying Vanessa was being the only immature person there. I was definitely participating in, like, actually getting in a shit fight over whether Gremlins was better than Love Actually and making our guest Kadeem very uncomfortable because we were, like, legitimately arguing right in front of him. (laughs) And here's another thing I hate about Die Hard. Uh... (laughs) Watched that episode last night. Um... Deep cut community reference right there. That was good. There you go. boy. It is a Christmas movie after all. Yeah. So, man, let's chop it up about a uh, little Grimmies, little Gremlins. Yeah, dude. Little, little guys. Uh, do we synopsisize it, should we? Shall yeah, we? I'll let you summarize the plot. Okay. I assume well, it, just like I've been told my whole life, everyone's seen it. Why don't you watch it? Yeah. It, so. It's something everybody knows. Uh a John Candy type um <laughs> goes to buy. Mm-hmm. Um he's an inventor a failed inventor he's making his rounds trying to make some sales he comes across mogwai um who he is told is not for sale but then this young boy thinks that his grandpa's an idiot for not selling it and he gives it to him and says there are three rules um don't uh don't get it in the sunlight don't uh don't get it wet and don't feed it after midnight and uh john candy's like or john candy type is like yeah sure okay Mm -hmm. i got it gives it to his kid um next thing you know they're getting it wet they're getting it in the sun they're feeding it after midnight it's a beautiful metaphor about uh white imperialism and how we never Hmm. deserved any of the things we had and immediately ruined them I, i really think that's a salient theme of gremlins um and uh all hell breaks loose it turns out when you do those things you were told not supposed to, you're not supposed to do it makes a bunch of evil gremlins and the only way to placate them is giving them a private screening of snow white while they wreak havoc on your town um <laughs> we, uh and then you have to inglorious bastards the theater um as it's called in uh, military tactics uh-huh. um Inglorious Bastards totally ripped off Gremlins, I realized on this watch. <laughs> yeah, I did too, and I was I I wasn't going to hold it against Inglorious Bastards because that was a great scene. So Yeah, but it's like if right you're gonna... there and obvious, they stole it from Gremlins. If you're going to rip off Gremlins, you might as well do it in a way that kills Hitler. So <laughs> Am I gonna um... get mad? I don't think so. So then we have to take down the boss evil gremlin stripe um and gizmo's driving a car and it's really cool and then they shine a bunch of sunlight on him and he melts like a fucking 80s horror movie um, uh-huh. and then the original speaking owner, of cronenberg yeah <laughs> yeah seriously 
the original owner of the gremlins or of mogwai comes back and does a, a, a lord of the flies ending where he's just basically chastising them and saying i'm very disappointed in you maybe one day you can have a mogwai um little boy you have potential but seriously fuck off white people um is essentially how the movie ends <laughs> bye billy all right hell yeah thanks man i i yeah i was i knew you could speak to it a little bit more concisely so yeah <clears throat> there's not a it's lot nice of crucial to... plot development it's mostly just no. the gremlins are running around doing stuff <laughs> It's it's hijinks. It's just yeah. um, slow build up to a bunch of hijinks in our Christmas puppet horror comedy film, <laughs> <laughs> featuring a cute little guy that looks like my dog. So it's basically Muppet Christmas Carol's evil twin. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. And yeah. If you remember last year, we did cover A Muppet Christmas Carol because that is definitively the best Christmas movie there is, so we can't cover it twice. So here we are with its evil twin, <laughs> yep. basically. And I am going to watch it later tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, people. Yeah. It's the best one there is. Man, I knew I was in for a treat. We've got soft lighting, practical monsters. I was like, I see why Denny likes this movie. This is yeah, uh, very up his alley. <laughs> this is what I would consider a happy place for you. And I was absolutely, mm -hmm. I felt like I was warm and cozy watching it too. Yes. And it's just like, it's just got such a good feel to it. Dude, that opening in the streets, like, whew, you know how I am about cityscape sets, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm a sucker for them. And dude, this movie is just such a vibe. Um, yeah. And it starts out so sincere to get your guard down. Like, I, I, I always forget how sincere the beginning of the movie is. Like, uh, again, a little bit sickly sweet at times. Um, because when I think of it, I think of these, like, got, these godless little monsters fucking up a town and murdering people. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so sweet in the beginning. It's so genuine. Yeah. And then, it, like, it gets sweeter the more we get to know little little Gizmo. Yeah, you know? he's Gizmo's just so cute, the man, dude. I love him. He's just helping him out. He's not asking for too much food or anything. He's just like helping our boy Billy out. Yeah, I will say back on our city set design, this town doesn't seem big enough to have a Chinatown district. Yeah, so I assume fair. Dad made a trip to the real city nearby. So I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I've always gotten that because he's a traveling salesman. He's always he's always out doing stuff, you know. He's yeah. at conventions, whatnot. I did I did like I well first of all I like it that you called him John Candy adjacent or John Candy type. So I I, I, I also really name. he was good. Oh yeah, he was good. I liked him in this, but I I loved all his inventions. They were fantastic. They're they were just part of the fun. You're just like. Every time we take a new trip to the kitchen, we're, like, using a new thing, like a new juicer or the egg breaker, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh -huh. And it was fun every time. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, Hoyt Axton is his Hoyt name. Hoyt Axton. 
Rolls off yes. the tongue like Jonathan Candy. Uh, <laughs> maybe oh less shit, so. he's in. Oh, he sings. He's he's a singer. He sings "Joy to the World." Um, it's in. Uh, so do I. The, I don't brag about it. His top four on IMDb are <laughs> are Gremlins, and then soundtrack inclusions for "Joy to the World" in Forrest Gump, The Big Chill, and Encino Man. But I thought for a second, just seeing those <laughs> titles, I was like. This guy's actually and a crazy Cino, accomplished actor. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, he's a crazy accomplished musician who covered Joy to the World. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, speaking of uh, fantastic actors in this, Corey Feldman's back. He's yeah! just as natural as ever. Dude, I really like him. He's, I do he's too, man. Between this and... I think... Yeah, this would have been before Friday the 13th. It was part four, right? That he was yeah in? yeah or is that okay i, can I think this would have been after actually yeah no he he's great i i love watching him act he's got you know such a prolific career he's just he's a natural so Dude, cool seeing like, him in this i want yeah this was uh uh four years after friday the 13th four um so this was four like years Goonies. yeah four years he didn't uh Goonies is wait is Goonies eighty eight? It's eighty five, isn't it? I, or wait, I not don't know. Goonies, <laughs> fucking Gremlins. Um, Gremlins is eighty four, yeah. Oh, same year, same year, same year. Scrooge okay, was, like, was eighty eight. Sorry, that's where I got confused. You're very confused, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say, there's no way he's four years older in this movie. He's the, he's the same age. Same year, same year as Friday the Thirteenth. What a what a year in the horror genre for Corey Feldman. Mm hmm both equally maybe not equally funny but both funny movies so yeah <laughs> man i really want him to get the uh the brendan fraser redemption tour um i think cory feldman's been treated unfairly he spoke out about sexual abuse in hollywood way before the world was ready to hear it and my understanding is that the only reason he's not being welcomed back now is because he's weird <laughs> like he's a fucking weird guy well that's what happens that sucks yeah i i would also like to see some the whale level um comeback for our boy hell yeah oh, man i yeah i, I just want to like <laughs> gush about all the people in this gush movie about that i like so a little reunion with judge reinhold and phoebe cates yeah from fast times at ridgemont high which yep. uh, now that i said that i think that was after no it was 82 okay my bad so yeah they're they're, they're reunited it feels so good phoebe cates is great in this movie oh dude like, her monologue about her dad yeah i watched Holy i shit. watched i watched a couple parts of this movie again and that's a monologue i kind of forgot about yeah me too it had <laughs> it, it really had, doesn't serve much of a purpose other than to be dark it had very strong vibes of hot rod he died instantly the next day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little bit like that but nah, she was fine i love her in the bar just like serving drinks trying to pour beer keep up with all these wild and crazy gremlins just mm -hmm. smoking and just <laughs> being party animals uh, that's great. And our the the only other um refreshing face to see was Robbie from Forbidden Planet hmm. at the invention convention that the dad goes to. 
<laughs> they got like Robbie from. I was Moon wondering Planet. if you caught the Robbie the robot cameo. Absolutely, I did. I was like, I know that little guy, and I like him. I'm totally distracted because when I was looking up actors on IMDb, um, I found out we're getting a Gremlins three next year. Oh boy, what? Yeah. Okay. Like we're we're talking about how much we love the first one and how much, uh, how good the second one is, and then we hear news of a <laughs> third one coming out soon, and we're like, ugh, okay, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to find out if Joe Dante is actually involved. Um, yeah, I don't want another Ghostbusters situation. There doesn't information on the movie or anything announced about it other than it's coming out <clears throat> next year and was written by the guy who wrote Disturbia. So... <laughs> I, I have a puzzled look on my face, folks. I'm, this is... Okay. Sure, yeah. whatever. Why, why mess with perfection? You've got like a beloved classic in gremlins one and you have one of the best sequels ever made in gremlins two uh why why do gremlins three guys 33 years later it's time to um dig deep into that money well once again mm -hmm. uh oh boy okay well i'll reserve uh judgment until it comes out we'll see in the meantime, we can enjoy these first two movies. Nothing's going to yes. stop us from doing that. Yes. Sorry, I derailed the discussion of everyone who is awesome in this movie. Yeah, I, I got. I think I got through everybody. Cool. cool. Um, at least for people that I recognize, that kind of thing. So, what did you think of like every time we take a peek in on like a different family or like a different? Um, household or whatever everyone's just at home watching watching movies yeah <laughs> yeah i love Even Giz like gizmo gets gizmo gets to go home with billy and all they want to do is like chill in bed and watch movies on tv together it's so fun it's amazing i i love the uh the tv being the center of the home of of the the golden days of broadcast television you know like mm -hmm. when you couldn't miss things and yes it was more inconvenient and objectively worse but there was just like there was a thrill that came with more limited options um yeah there was and time about, restrained options yes and like not being in control of what was on the tv for some reason just made you want to sit there longer i don't know why because mm -hmm. you had to watch things you didn't prefer <laughs> but it just made you want to like Ooh, if I get through Wild Thornberries, Rugrats is on after. Okay, I, I could, I could, I could get through thirty minutes, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like I mentioned when I was talking about bringing out the dead, it was just like pick one streaming app and go through movies A through Z and just scroll till I find something I like. They have so much shit. I have so many options. I can pick any of them at any time, and it's all good like yeah. maybe, well maybe not it's not all good i'll hold, hold on <laughs> whoa let me pull back a little but like most of it is good and stuff i like and stuff i would enjoy that i haven't seen before but like it just doesn't catch my eye in the right way at the right time i'm just like mm, no thanks yeah and there's yeah like you're saying there's something about <laughs> the tv the like the one tv in the household and 
you have to run to the bathroom during commercial breaks and get back in time <laughs> and like yeah yeah it's it's starting again you gotta run back to yeah. the living room jump over the back of the couch so you don't miss anything watching the can't TV pause this stuff. channel seeing something that looks decent rushing to that channel and hoping you haven't missed too much of it you know <laughs> like there was a thrill yeah and then like that's just one of the small things that just reminds me of a different time you know this was obviously way before i was born but it was you know the stuff that you and i grew up with mm -hmm. it's a it's a you know maybe the tvs were bigger and more in color and all that but it's still something you and i grew up on so yeah it's nice to be reminded of that from time to time well, I think it's interesting because I see it in this and I saw it in Scrooged. There's like definitely a commentary about how everyone's glued to their TVs 24-7. And you see that in a lot of a lot of stuff of like the whole TV's going to rot your brain discussion. And it's just interesting to me that that like is completely gone now. Like it was like mm. all over our childhood of like don't watch too much TV. It's going to be bad for you. And now don't sit like too close to the TV. Yeah. yeah no one is talking about how like our relationship with tv is a problem and it probably is but like no, no one's talking about so. it anymore yeah I, I just think the like uh the people who morally panic about technology advances have shifted their crosshairs to cell phones without realizing that nothing ever got done about the tv problem and everything's fine <laughs> like it's just it was all okay uh yeah it was oh, different and maybe we get a little hooked on it but like it, it's the same thing with cell phones people like it's just people fucking panicked about the written word um because they thought it was going to make our memories worse and they were right i don't know anyone who memorized the odyssey uh but guess what we don't have to because we found something better called fucking writing it down yeah <laughs> the the pr the printing press is a scourge on our on our youths yeah. <laughs> i'm not joking you will find evidence of people saying that if you look for it probably printed by a printing press <laughs> there's there's some twitter thread that someone was like they posted like going back 10 years like this new thing is going to ruin society and like you keep going back and back and back like he <laughs> was going back to like the 1800s like news articles about how this thing is going to ruin society and yeah. it's all stuff that either doesn't exist anymore or we just take for granted and then like yeah. <laughs> nothing bad ever happened as a result of the fucking cotton gin or whatever yeah, so there's, there's always our cars panic. Yeah, yeah well uh, well <laughs> give it a few years <laughs> that that one might have been a no-no <laughs> what if our cities were unlivable um <laughs> <laughs> then soon the whole planet would be unlivable it's a perfect plan <laughs> it's perfect um yeah i guess back on gremlins i did oh, think yeah. it was <laughs> oh yeah we we're talking about gremlins i think it's funny that excuse me there you go get that out of your system i thought it was funny that a movie written by a guy named chris columbus had this much complaining about foreigners <laughs> he's the Switch, og baby. foreigner <laughs> different guy our friend from home alone but he wasn't that guy yet so <laughs> or that a movie written by chris columbus would be so critical of white imperialism <laughs> Mm, 
curious. Maybe there's <laughs> he's saddled with guilt. <laughs> this yeah. poor guy. My namesake, I must answer it. I hate imperialism and I have to get my message out there. That's why I changed my name from Christopher to Chris. I'm a modern man, you see. And uh yes, I did name my film production company 1492 Productions. I guess that didn't uh distance me from Christopher Columbus as much as I hoped. <laughs> yeah, he does love the ocean blue. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, it's it's something that showed up in the beginning. It was Steven Spielberg presents, which I guess I didn't realize. Well, of course Christopher Columbus wrote it like Seems like Spielberg was attached to a lot of these kinds of filmmakers way back mm -hmm. then. And yeah. so <laughs> it was really nice having those little um, Spielberg reference touches. Like uh, Stripe at one point in the toy store is hiding behind the E.T. plush. Yeah. And then one of the gremlins definitely says phone home before they yeah. cut the uh, <laughs> before they cut the phone line. That makes me want to And then there's the like Mick, Mickey Mouse ears in the theater when, when they were watching Snow White. Like you you talked about like the criticism of Hollywood or whatever in the second one and it, it feels like there's a lot of it here too. Yeah. Anyways, or or at least like fun little jabs every once in a while. Dude, how weird was it to see like honest to god Disney IP for extended periods of time in a movie this fucked up? How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? How did Disney clear that? Maybe they didn't have to. I don't. They just kind of did it, anyways. They just put it in the movie, and they're all singing "Hi Ho, Hi Ho." It's after a great I wonder. Just, it's great, man. The I think that movie was, theater scene, eighties was what. Well, it was a it was a super. Uh, it was a super. Um, uh, dark time for Disney. They weren't doing so well. Um, it was. It's known as the Disney Dark Ages because uh, basically everything from Walt Disney's death to The Little Mermaid wasn't really making them any money. Um, and uh, I wonder if they just needed the relevancy, so they let them do it. Um, Maybe so. That's interesting. Didn't I'm, have the I'm money to, to find fight them. Some trivia on it. <clears throat> Well, you do that. Go on yeah, about I the just, movie scene. I just love it, man. It's it's kind of my main point of the whole movie in general is just it's so bizarre, but it's just tonally perfect. Yes. Like I'll get into it with favorite lines later, but like they just strike this perfect balance of like Christmas horror comedy. Three things that like Two of them you could make work, like a Christmas horror, Christmas comedy, or a horror comedy, but a Christmas horror comedy, like all three, it feels too weird to kind of smash all that together, and I think they do it incredibly well here. Like, it's... Yeah, er, yeah like, it's irreverent, it's... It's legitimately funny at some points, and legitimately scary at some points, but, like, still yes. has this little twinge of, like, uh getting cozy by the fire oh boy watching christmas movies for <laughs> watching it's a wonderful life with the family around christmas like it's yeah. it accomplishes so much that clashing <laughs> emotion <laughs> it's yeah. just like i got, i gotta praise it well yeah because like to jump to shift gears from like 
the gremlin in the blender scene, which makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. a genuinely, seriously disturbing scene to like a couple minutes later, we're all watching Snow White and laughing our asses off at these little gremlins that just want to sing hi ho. He's and... got a popcorn bucket on his head. This is great. <laughs> They just I, murdered I have, an old woman. <laughs> I have a toy of a movie theater gremlin on my DVD shelf in the living room. I'll show it to you next yes. time you're over here. He's, yes. he's got popcorn. He's ready to watch his movies. Uh, he's ready for some Snow White. But yeah, to to have two things so insanely tonally different. Um, even like the beginning is a different tone than the rest of the whole movie. Like the whole first act is like it's a different film man like i don't know how they pulled it off and yeah all of it's earned it's it's all legitimately good so like i'm i'm feeling what i'm made to feel at at every turn in this movie so it's one of those things that just works I, i can't really tell you why other than because it was fun and creative and i liked watching it (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. got like extraneous stuff like phoebe cates's dead santa dad story which was almost cut from the movie (laughs) um but they apparently fought to keep it in (laughs) interesting it doesn't do anything for the story other than like further explain why she doesn't like christmas which is not really a major story beat um and she even like shoehorns it in she's like great two reasons to hate christmas and then, like the main character's like, like oh well, yeah i forgot about what's, that. <laughs> what's the other one other than other than gremlins ruining our lives and killing people we know and she's like oh right well, one year <laughs> like it's completely inorganic but i love I'm it i'm glad you asked <laughs> here <we> go <laughs> since it came up organically <laughs> oh man i wonder what eartha kit thinks so um <laughs> I I don't know where else to go. Oh, I had a note. I I lost track of it. Hit me with a note or something, my guy, please. Um. Well, I was gonna ask you just what's your favorite scene? Um. Because again, for me, it's probably the blender scene. Um. What what what's your favorite scene? There's so many like iconic little bits in this. There's so many iconic bits favorite scene i already i praised the one where they're watching snow white in the theater just because i think it's so funny like after all the mayhem that they've caused that they're just like they're just in there in the theater throwing popcorn just singing yeah. along to snow white I, mm-hmm. I love it but i think it's got to be the uh the bar scene i Remind they're just me. like hanging from ceiling fans yeah. getting drunk <laughs> smoking like they're just just being absolute little asshole monsters and pvk is just like trying to pour their beer keep the customers happy like are they even paying her i don't know why it's just like it's so chaotic and there's so many little (laughs) jokes and then there's the one that's flashing her but they they don't like have genitals or anything so it's just kind of debauchery i have a funko pop of that flash of the flashing one yeah yeah which i can't believe funko made a fucking sex offender toy but they did (laughs) boy did they i i just love that one and i just love that part it's so funny it's just they they like intermix like the horror the horror scenes like you're saying with the blender so well with like the you know they just want to (laughs) fuck around and have a good time at the expense of everyone else and like 
I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm having fun with them, even though they, yeah. <laughs> we just got done like kind of killing some people, and then they all just meet up in the bar to like be awful and have fun, and I'm having fun with them. So yeah, it's like, it's peak fun. And were, were you happy? Because I thought of you the whole time throughout the movie. A dog's life was seriously endangered, threatened, mm. and the dog lives. Greg. That was for you. That was just for you. For a movie that kept saying, like, nobody's safe. We're, we're going to kill some old people here. Yeah. Keeping the dog alive felt like fan service for me. That so, was nice. That's nice. Wasn't it? it was very nice. It'd be like killing Gizmo, you know? Like, it's just we can't kill the cute thing, the innocent thing. We got to kill the mean old lady. So, oh. spe speaking of Gizmo. Um, not that we do Star Wars, because we don't do Star Wars, but mm. Joe Dante has claimed that, not only, he hasn't claimed that Inglorious Bastards ripped it off, but I'm claiming it. He claims that he has also been ripped off by the Mandalorian, and says that Baby Yoda is just Mogwai. Confirm or deny? What do you think? I think that was fairly obvious. If it's not, like, because they tried it also in I think it was that second of the new Star Wars movies with the Porgs. Yeah. Remember those? I I think I do. it wasn't really Porg-aggressive thinking there from Disney. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I may. We don't talk about Star Wars, though, until now. Yeah. So, I, I thought that was pretty obvious. I think, like, even pretty much every, like, everyone that I heard talk about it, like, isn't it just basically gizmo like i think red letter media mentioned the same thing i think like yeah. everyone was on the page <laughs> on the same page it's just like they're just kind of ripping off gizmo to sell toys and boy howdy is that shit working dude uh, if you look at them side by side it's seriously like the exact same character design just one of them's a mammal and one of them's a lizard but like look at gizmo and baby yoda side by side people at home like it's the same thing it's the same exact thing yeah, if if Yoda did not exist in the prior films and they just came up with that, I think there would have been lawsuits, but since Yoda <laughs> Since Yoda already existed, they're like, "Okay, but you made him like this on purpose." Yeah. Fucking he's even named Grogu. That's like basically Gizmo. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> These jerks skr. And Baby Groot hate, was also it. a ripoff of Treebeard. Like, almost the exact same character design, just a baby version. Fuck Disney. <laughs> <laughs> a wizard should know better. Um, but that's next week. <laughs> um, did you say what you... So your favorite scene was the blender? Yeah, without a doubt. That one just okay. sticks with me like crazy. It's so fucked up, dude. It's so fucked up. I like that whole scene in general with Bomb kind of fighting off the newly hatched and evolved gremlins. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a note here that just says, Mom is kicking gremlin ass. And she really <laughs> is. It's. She was fully ready. She's like, there's an issue here. My son just called. He sounds like he's in a panic. Like, Get away! Get out of the house! Get away from these things! She picks up the knife and fights back. This is a, a dinner dining, uh, living room fucking TV dinner tray as a yeah. shield. It's it's great. 
Yeah, mom. Mom was a low key badass. She doesn't get a lot of credit. I don't know. She's great, man. Like we talked about the the crazy inventions that don't really work. She's still supportive and like, yeah, maybe this one will work, honey. And she she uses all the inventions even though she knows they don't work. She'll joke about it some with her son and everything, but she's never like mean to dad or anything. Right, right. And then she's here to kick ass and take names. So she successfully defeats a few, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> In a very gruesome way. Um, Vanessa had a really astute observation um, when uh, uh, John Candy type says, "I'll bet every kid in America would want one of these." Um, she's like, "He was right. It was called Furby, and every kid in America did want one. Like it's just oh Gizmo. Gosh. It's just a toy Gizmo." yes basically and i don't know how many of our listeners grew up before the furby craze i think all of them greg (laughs) they're all our age yeah i think everyone here is our age but yeah like between them and beanie babies man it's just like small cute things but especially furbies it's just yeah they hadn't ironed out all the kinks on when they should be talking (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I didn't have a Furby, but we had oh, I had dear. friends that had them. They would just like wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And my, be terrifying. <laughs> my friend swore to God that uh he taught his to say Taco Bell. But my friend was also mm. a compulsive liar, but I wanted to believe. I bet I his uncle also believe. works at Nintendo and he got the special Mew three in Pokemon uh orange version or whatever. We joke, but that's the exact type of kid we're talking about. Like, I knew it. We would I knew make jokes it. that, like, at his funeral, it would basically be Big Fish, and we would find out that all of his stories were true. And his, <laughs> his uncle places the Pokemon Orange version cartridge on his <laughs> casket, and like, as the president of Pokemon America, I will miss my nephew so very much. <laughs> I was gonna make Orange version just for him, but I decided. It was too special to release. We were working on Mew 4 for him, but... uh, (laughs) He said it wasn't fair to all his friends. And now we will scatter the ashes of the unreleased Pokemon cards that he swore he had. Which he did, but we have now burnt them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, go ahead. Did you have a note? you have a thought? No. No, I'm waiting for you. So I have a question, a discussion topic. Um, mm-hmm. I know you hate passionately the Die Hard is a Christmas movie meme, uh, which, by the way, that is the other movie I will be watching today because cool. I don't need to like make a Facebook post about it, but it is a Christmas movie, you know, <laughs> like, and I and I enjoy it. Yeah. It's also super bad. It is, but pretending there's a debate is very old it's just yeah. like we got it no one is on the other side of this issue guys die hard <laughs> <a Christmas> movie. <laughs> so is eyes wide shut let's just yeah. fucking go wild who cares yeah um but gremlins is a hardcore christmas movie right like yes. it's like all about christmas christmas is all over this movie way more than christmas is in die hard um why is it not culturally considered a holiday must you know like no one like i even like i i told someone earlier today that uh 
for our for our episode today we were doing a, a gremlins and he was like oh why didn't you guys do a christmas movie and i was like we did we did do a christmas movie it's gremlins watch it again <laughs> yeah it's very very Christmassy. there's like santa claus is all over the place like the whole one of them is hiding is, in a like, christmas tree yes mogwai was a christmas gift like it like yeah that's, that's, why why do you think why do you think this is like not up there with like jingle all the way or a christmas story or stuff that just like has to be watched every year or that like a lot of people don't even think of it as a Christmas movie at all. I, I have no answers. It perplexes me. I think it's because it has not much, but I would say too much of a horror element for people to like want to watch it for the holidays. Maybe it'll scare their kids and everything, but I Fair. feel like Die Hard isn't particularly scary, but it's just like the action flick for the adults. Yeah. Uh, this one as much as we're praising it i'm not really sure who this movie is for now that i'm kind of like talking through it <laughs> it's for me <laughs> it's... <laughs> the denny's of the world it's it's weird enough that this movie's a, as big a hit as it is because you know i'm 32 and i just watched it for the first time and i had a blast i like this movie a lot but it's geared towards teenagers but maybe it's too childlike but it's too scary for kids and too adult in some areas and it's too well, childlike and too adult for so many audiences we're just kind of stuck in the middle like i'm liking all of this well yeah because it's like it comes back to the tone stuff we were talking about like most mm -hmm. of this movie is just like looney tunes they're just bonking people with mallets and stuff like that yeah. you know like it's this like very old slapstick humor and then you have like one or two r-rated horror scenes you know <laughs> like, yeah there's like there's like a couple scenes that take away the accessibility for children otherwise it would be like a really goofy stupid comedy but then they just like dial it up to 11 a couple times with the fucking terrifying gore yeah it, but like they're singing christmas carols poorly <laughs> like, come on i don't know i feel like it should be regarded more as a christmas movie than it is yeah like at least on the same level as die hard especially for like the you know the nostalgia crowd that likes the 80s and 90s christmas stuff and hey maybe people will say the same thing about scrooge pretty soon like why isn't this um watched more yeah. during the holidays i'm already saying I, i've I've been spending my whole life trying to get Muppet Christmas Carol up in the upper echelon, or at least viewed that way for Christmas films. And I feel like yeah. it's starting to kind of happen. I see a lot more posts online or like videos or pictures, like references to Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol. So I feel like it's getting the praise it finally deserves. And well, Gremlins is, is viewed more as just an 80s classic in general, maybe not necessarily yeah. a Christmas one. I, that, that really is its public perception is 80s movie it's just viewed as an yeah. 80s movie which it is but it's an 80s christmas movie and yeah. i've i've always seen it that way i don't know why other people don't yeah couldn't tell you maybe because is gremlins 2 centered around christmas also not at all which was a thought maybe I maybe that's about why to bring up. yeah yeah maybe because the sequel people kind of lump the two together or they like the second one more so they just, just associate the franchise with general 80s 
and I think Gremlins 2 was 90 like just kind of that era yeah. of film so maybe that's maybe that's why that sounds right because it, it, it has a non-Christmas like more a non-Christmas sequel too. yeah yeah maybe so um but yeah I guess the Muppet movies aren't direct sequels, so... (laughs) Well, I I think that's because, like, millennials are raising kids now and trying to give them Christmas memories. Um, And instead of, like, torturing them and forcing them to watch It's a Wonderful Life over and over and over again... Ooh, um, ouch. That's a rough... They're showing their kids Muppet Christmas Carol, which I gotta think ages better. I like It's a Wonderful Life, too. I'm just... I know so many people whose parents made them watch that movie so much that they, like hate it powerfully and i'm just like eh, i saw it like once when i was 17 and thought it was actually pretty solid so see we like i think we watched it a few times i remember seeing it very young but it wasn't like an annual thing i think it was yeah. like every every four years maybe like i think my parents kind of like it i don't think it's anybody's favorite in the family though mm-hmm. but like i think my dad's favorite was always like the stop motion rudolph and frosty the snowman that kind of stuff my dad really likes the the rudolph one and charlie brown i watched a 20 minute video on trying to track down the original puppets from that rudolph movie yesterday oh cool very informative (laughs) that's actually pretty interesting yeah yeah it's actually pretty interesting i I was the whole time very entertained hell yeah dude i love like puppets and stuff like the um the on screen used like ninja turtle costume yeah like how decayed all that stuff is it looks so fucked up it makes me kind of sad but also just like i don't know i think it's i think it's fucking cool that people are like hanging on to that stuff and didn't didn't just get like thrown away well well that was the thing with the puppets too like i'm assuming the 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 famous terrifying ninja turtle one that recently made a uh, red letter media thumbnail um it was similar but like they made the puppets with like spray that was acidic for part of the paint because they had like no idea that these things were going to be like a big part of tv history and that people would like care about them so like they knew that that like spray was going to start decaying the thing decaying the puppet in like six months they just didn't care because they were like yeah it just has to look good for when we film it and then we can just like put it in the trash who gives a shit like (laughs) like had no idea that like that was going to be like something that people thought was like a beautiful part of their childhood so they didn't take care of it like it would be (laughs) i wonder how the gremlin puppets look because don't red letter media don't they have one i think it's from gremlins 2 yeah they have some arms from gremlin 2 um gremlin 2 gremlins 2 um let's see if we can find any yeah i wonder how that stuff held up while you look that up i will say there was a a tiktok that i sent to denny where a guy identified the hockey game that was taking place in the bar scene in gremlins Mm mm-hmm you see it for like a few seconds and it yes, kind of fades into the background. That was insane. That guy does a whole lot of other stuff too. He'll do like what was the wrestling match that took place in the background of like this Law and Order episode or some shit. Like Fucking he he does cool. all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah, I need to. See I think that. that that hockey game was like a 
I think it was Northeastern University and some other college. It was like a college game from like he found the specific game. It, it's insane. Um, so yeah, it's just a cool little tidbit. Sports being wow. featured in in Gremlins. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so I don't I don't know if these Gremlins puppets I'm looking at are restored. They're probably restored. They look okay. There's a lot of them out there in really good. shape. I was shape. gonna say. There's a. They made a lot of puppets. Like there's, hundreds. There's, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go to Tom Spina Designs, they've got an archive of of a whole lot of them. Um, again, I've got to imagine they've been touched up a little bit, but they look really, really good. So these were actually preserved well, unlike most, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles of the era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certain uh, Kawabunga related. Yeah, there's a lot of these. Just on like one website, I'm seeing like 20 really good ones. So, yeah, it looks like it lives nice. on. Excellent. Love to hear that. Um, do you want to get into some gimmicks? I think so, cut, brother. Cut this, I think... Cut, cut this one just a touch short. It is Christmas Eve after all here. Well, and it's another one where it's like, there's not like a ton to like analyze philosophically about this movie. It's just really good. Yeah. All right. It's a blast. I feel like we spent the whole time praising it, and honestly, like that's that was my intention going into yeah, it. So I've got I've got no notes, man. No critiques. Uh, it's pretty damn good at what it's trying to do. I'm honestly a little eager to watch it again. So me too. I'll go. watch it again tonight. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, you're already doing other Christmas movies. Might as well. Yeah. Add it to the list. Yeah. Um. What is the gimmick of the week this week, Denny? I, is, I I put down my answer, but I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't remember. Um, we 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 decided on the Muppet worthy moment. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. The the moment that harkens back to the greatness of Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, something that that gives us a glimmer of the absolute perfection that is that movie. Greg, what is your Muppet worthy moment? Ah, great question. I like I like this one. Yeah, we couldn't. Like I already said, we couldn't do Muppet Christmas Carol again. So we couldn't praise the puppetry and all of that set design, whatever from that movie. So what gave us that the same vibe this time around? At first, I had the the gremlin in the bar doing puppets on his own hands uh-huh. to like show the other uh, the other gremlin. So like having your puppet do puppetry just to flex. But I gotta give a shout out, like. Like I said, I rewatched like a few parts. I kind of skipped around just to kind of like remind myself of a few, a few things. The gremlin, when mom's like throwing the one in the blender and microwaving that one, there's a gremlin like throwing plates like frisbees. Yeah. At her. And I watched it again. I was like, I kind of took it for granted the first time. I was like, this is, had to have been really hard to do, making it look like this gremlin is really like throwing plates that we see are breaking on yeah. impact like throwing them hard like getting the puppet to do that had to be extremely difficult so i i went with that cool very good pick that uh it's kind of like when we get those full body shots of rizzo and kermit in muppet christmas carol you know you're like Damn, yeah that's, that's you're just like oh no impressive the, yeah yeah the, the first time you're just like oh it's just my friend kermit yeah skating <laughs> wait a wait second a minute, i never see his legs <laughs> He's doing jumps while ice skating. Holy shit, actually. Pretty fucking sweet, man. How does he do it? Great reference. I caught it. That's Muppet Treasure Island, isn't it? Wait, no. I think so. 
It's in both. Muppet Treasure Island and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. And Muppet Treasure Island, it's like the, the innkeeper lady that knows everything. And Gonzo and Rizzo are saying, how does she do it? And uh, Christmas Carol, it's because Gonzo is the omniscient narrator and he correctly predicts things. So, both. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, what, what about you, man? Um, I went for a moment that, that uh, probably is my favorite moment in the movie, if not. Uh, it's the vibe we already discussed, the opening in the city streets. Um, the, mm-hmm. What made it Muppet worthy to me was simply a man in a waistcoat and a hat is bustling through some very narrow atmospheric streets to open a movie set around Christmas. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is essentially the opening of Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, just Mr. with Hum less songs. Yeah. <laughs> no cheeses for us Mises is the most iconic line of any yes. <laughs> That's great. Come on. Yeah. So that was mine, just because it was like essentially the same opening, which I guess Muppet Christmas Carol also ripped off Gremlins. Ah, we got Mandalorian, Inglorious Bastards, and Muppet Christmas Carol ripping See, off we, the I didn't, Gremlins. I didn't realize how many ideas we really got from uh, from Gremlins. Incredible, Thanks, Joe the genesis Dante. of so many good things. Hell yeah! Uh, what's your favorite line for Gremlins? Man, this one. <laughs> popped me huge rock and ricky's getting fed up with all of this orson wells crap (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was so good that was a that was really funny that was so good um from a character we never see yeah (laughs) good old rock and ricky man i I felt rock and ricky in that moment that was a good one yeah what about you um mine is (laughs) It's from a song, a song, a song that I don't like. But uh, when the phone cord gets cut and the gremlins start playing the record, the Christmas record, and mom realizes she's trapped in the house with monsters. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> it's it's perfect. Tonal it's perfection, horror. like I said. It's it's a, it's funny that that those words are being said over the song. It's Christmassy because it's a Christmas song, and it's horrifying because yeah, keep your ears out because we're after you kind of shit, man. It's it's great. I laughed, I was scared, and I felt the spirit of Christmas all in one musical line delivery. We call that a micro Scrooge. <laughs> Just get it all at once. Uh yes, the. Uh... The Scrooge vibe hat trick. We got all Scrooge, three. Scrooge, you cheap bastard! You're a genius at this. I fucking love that line. Hell yeah! <laughs> I believe I'm getting the hang of this. Scrooge, you cheap bastard! You're a genius at this. Anyway, what's your critical score? <laughs> um, like I said, man, ton of fun. Super glad I watched it. Can't wait to see it again. Maybe I'll raise it on a rewatch. I gave it a 33 out of 40. Nice very nice which that's where my like comedies that i enjoy more than i was expecting kind of sit around yeah yeah very respectable Um, number yeah absolutely i did not think you'd like it that much to be honest you keep you keep you keep loving this it's i i guess i think of it as like this type of stuff is not your thing when really it's just that you haven't seen it you know like that's that's more what it is a lot of the times yeah and yeah it doesn't it doesn't guarantee that I'm going to like 
other stuff like this but i see myself very much enjoying gremlins 2 for example though. oh dude so. you are gonna if you liked this you're gonna love gremlins 2 um, hell yeah sequel better than the original that's right i said it i think most people oh. would say that i don't think that's a hot take at all <laughs> um and yeah, the original's really good is... so so there you go yeah yeah i don't think that take is as bad to the bone as you think it is yeah <laughs> but that take never gets me popularity points <laughs> <laughs> no if you don't know what we're talking about good what'd you give this one as a score denny i gave it a another thing about james cameron uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. just just a real quick terminator 2 discussion before we go um no no <laughs> i gave it a 39 out of 50 um i couldn't quite justify bumping it up into the 40s uh just because i didn't think it had quite the gravitas that i usually want to give a movie like that but um again a 39 is about as good as a movie could possibly be while also being this stupid um you know, like that's its that's ceiling for me essentially um this is like a, a 45 in my heart though because i love it very much i just you know try to be a little objective every once in a while hell yeah all right well i appreciate that i love i love loving things it's fun to like stuff man me too it's great what a good time well that does it folks hope you have a merry christmas hope you had a merry christmas episode oh man we've got uh we got some stuff to discuss we gotta wrap up uh what we were doing we got a little distracted here by the holidays but we, we do have to talk about take half a fucking year is what happened <laughs> hey let's do uh one episode a week and then we're just like let's extend this one by three movies okay <laughs> i feel like this is like the stressful day at work podcast at this point <laughs> the series has gone on so fucking long uh, it's it's more the Tolkien fan fest, but yeah. we're not going to get to the Hobbit, so it's all fine. Kind of hijacked the theme, really. Is what we did. <laughs> yeah, old old Peter just. I'm here to take over the holidays, so. <laughs> Thanks, Mister Jackson. So, yeah, if you can't figure it out, yeah, next next episode is going to be our conclusion to the Lord of the Rings. We're going to be discussing Return of the King extended edition of course so stay tuned for that everybody just the magic of what you can do with a poll you can <laughs> completely keep us sidetracked for weeks at a time so well done everyone thank you so much um yeah if you want to vote on future movies and hey maybe we'll vote on the next continued theme we've got granny awards and friday the 13th coming up but maybe we'll have a vote soon for picking the next theme after a couple more special episodes yeah so stay tuned for that find us on facebook twitter and instagram at movies for win all that good stuff you know where to find us leave a five-star review as a christmas present to us yeah we like those it makes us feel good about ourselves and that's all that matters so there you have it <laughs> um, all that matters is that greg and i feel good about ourselves people you just learn that first and foremost it's the real reason for the season. It's the whole. It's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I do it because I like talking to you. I like talking oh, to that's you right. too, buddy. Especially about movies and Christmas. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 but Phoebe Cates' dad is coming down the chimney, Denny. And uh, <laughs> Something smells funny, Greg. <laughs> I think we're getting a little bit of smoke damage up there on our catchphrase. Could you uh, unclog it for a little bit? It's probably just an animal or something, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. For Greg Work, the Merry Christmas Johnson... I'm Denny, the fuck Halloween and kill Easter Taylor. And I stole that joke from TikTok. <laughs> Not original content. And this has been Mary's for when we already happied you winter. Merry happy everyone from the non-denominational Mr. Winter. But you know what we didn't marry? What's my <laughs> cage again? <laughs> I'm a policeman. See my badge? Stay